I know two things are coming. One of them is change is coming. You're going to change. You're going to change today. Change starts today. So why not invite God to help you change uh, towards the person that God wants you to be? Second thing I know is coming is a gathering of the fellowship of the withered hand. I hear from folks uh, pretty often. It'd be a wonderful thing to be able to be together, be face-to-face, be in the same room. So we're going to try it. November 4th on a Saturday in the Bay Area, somewhere probably around San Jose for folks that are nearby here. We're going to do a physical gathering. I know no details more than that. I don't know what it's going to be like. It's not going to be anything fancy. Uh, It's not going to be super long. But um, we just thought it'd be a great experiment to run. So I'll tell you more about that coming up. But if you live in this area, you want to mark it on your calendar, I would love to get to see you. It's a very meaningful thing to me. Now, I will tell you about uh, the change that's coming today. And I want to start with a story. I'll probably tell two stories. The door opened. Somebody's coming by. That's farmer Mark. It's farm day today. The door opened. A singular and violent group made its appearance on the threshold. Three men were holding a fourth man by the collar. The three men were gendarmes. The other was Jean Valjean. Ah, here you are, he exclaimed, looking at Jean Valjean. I'm glad to see you. Well, but how, how is this? I gave you the candlesticks, too, which are of silver like the rest, for which you can certainly get 200 francs. Why did you not carry them away with your forks and spoons? Jean Valjean opened his eyes wide and stared at the venerable bishop with an expression which no human tongue can render any account of. Monsieur, said the brigadier, so what this man said is true then. We came across him. He was walking like a man who's running away. We stopped him to look into the matter. He had the silver. And he told you, interposed the bishop with a smile, that it had been given to him by a kind old fellow of a priest with whom he had passed the night. I see how the matter stands. And you brought him back here. It is a mistake. In that case, replied the brigadier, we can let him go? Certainly, replied the bishop. My friend, resumed the bishop, before you go, here are your candlesticks. Take them. He stepped to the chimney piece and took the two silver candlesticks and brought them to Jean Valjean. The two women looked on without uttering a word, without a gesture, without a look which could disconcert the bishop. Jean Valjean was trembling in every limb. He took the two candlesticks mechanically and with a bewildered air. Now, said the bishop, go in peace. By the way, when you return, my friend, it is not necessary to pass through the garden. You can always enter and depart through the street door. It is never fastened with anything but a latch, either by day or by night. The bishop drew near to him and said in a low voice, Do not forget, never forget, that you have promised to use this money in becoming an honest man. Jean Valjean, who had no recollection of ever having promised anything, remained speechless. The bishop had emphasized the words when he uttered them. He resumed with solemnity. Jean Valjean, 
my brother. You no longer belong to evil, but to good. It is your soul that I buy from you. I withdraw it from black thoughts and the spirit of perdition, and I give it to God. That is, of course, the story that uh, is the hinge point, is the turn from darkness to light in Victor Hugo's book, Les Miserables. And it's striking to play it out uh, if the bishop had not been forgiving, if the bishop had been consumed with thoughts of anger and bitterness and insisted that Jean Valjean be thrown into prison and the key discarded. And the trajectory of his entire life, and if you know the story, the fate of Cosette and Eponine and Marius and so many other people who would be touched by his lives, they also would have been unspeakably darkened. The power of forgiveness to bring light into a dark world and life into a lifeless heart is like nothing else in the world. So we're looking at character strengths and uh, the pursuit of um, virtue. And the one that I'm talking about in these moments today is the act of forgiveness and the spirit of mercy. And I talk about that you partly because I struggle with that now more these days than I ever have in my life. I never thought of myself as somebody who struggles with that, but I do deeply. So sometime in the future, we're going to do a series that will be focused on forgiveness. There's a a man by the name of Everett Worthington. He's a psychologist, maybe the guru of uh, Christians who are doing academic research-oriented psychology, and his specialty is forgiveness. And when he had finished writing one of his books on forgiveness, and he's done, I don't know how many articles and books, when he had finished and he had submitted the manuscript two weeks later, uh, someone, a burglar, broke into the home of his mother and killed his mom, bludgeoned her to death with a crowbar. And Everett Worthington had just submitted two weeks before a manuscript on forgiveness, but now, of course, that journey stood before him in a whole different way. And he's one of his books is called uh, Forgiving and Reconciling. And if you're interested in uh, pursuing the topic of forgiveness more, it's a terrific resource. And again, I think that we will go on a journey of forgiveness because the truth is, um, There's a reason why forgiveness is so much at the core of the Christian faith and of spiritual life. To become a truly forgiving person uh, involves all of the character qualities and skills and help from God that's needed to become a truly good person. (laughs) They're deeply connected with each other. And I know what it is to feel like, but this person does not deserve to be forgiven. I don't want to forgive. So. Today, I want to invite you to ask God to give you the desire to be a forgiving person. Uh, Everett has a model for working through the process of forgiveness. I'm not going to take the time to walk through it today, 
but it is very helpful. I will, I will say it is a journey that involves a number of steps that are quite concrete. They're not mechanical, but they are quite concrete. And one of them that you could begin practicing today is what is sometimes called compassionate reframing, compassionate reframing. What happens when I get angry at somebody is I'm going to look at them not really as a person, but just as somebody who is thwarting my will or who has hurt me, and so I want to hurt them back. And so anger inevitably distorts the way I look at that person. And whatever it is that they may deserve or may not deserve in in my own eyes, forgiveness begins when I begin to look at what happened a second time and seek to look at it from their eyes, from their perspective. And of course, in this story in Les Mis, that's what the bishop is doing um, with Jean Valjean. And it creates such a movement of compassion and love in his heart. There is nothing in the world like the power of forgiveness. There is nothing that is harder when we suffer from deep hurt and deep hate. So take a moment right now and ask God for the desire to be a forgiving person. Ask God for the quality of compassionate reframing. Begin to look today. Think about somebody that you're mad at. And it could be something quite small, somebody whose name you don't even know that cut you off in traffic yesterday. Or somebody who has inflicted great, great, unfixable pain in your life. Take a moment to let go of the anger and the bitterness that is there and to think, this is another person whom God made that God loves and that I am also somebody who needed to be forgiven by God and has needed to be forgiven by everybody that's a significant part of my life. Here are the candlesticks, the bishop says. Here's the best gift. Here's the chance for a fresh start. You know, part of the message of the gospel is that Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. We don't understand fully how that worked. We just know that it did. And you have been bought. Your soul has been bought with something more precious than silver or gold. And I cannot live in the reality of that forgiveness from God if I'm living with an unforgiving spirit towards other people. This I know. This I know. So God, would you begin the journey of forgiveness for all of us who need it? Change starts today. Hey, it's Tim. I'm the producer here at Become New. I wanted to let you know, if you'd like more resources or teaching from John, you can find it at our website, becomenew.com. Also, if you'd like to receive a text alert or the daily email that goes along with each video, let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Lastly, if you need prayer, we'd love to pray for you. There's a group of us who meet each weekday, Monday through Friday, to pray over requests that are sent in from listeners. And so you can text us your prayer requests at the number 855-888-0444. We'll catch you next time.